0: Hi and welcome uh, Dan on Au Rendezvous and today we are going to discuss about your book, Capitalism Kill the Middle Class. Uh, so wh- how, what is Is it that prompted you to write this book, you know, uh, because it's Karl Marx versus Adam Smith and it's quite a lengthy topic and uh, of course I had taken economics and I have read Wealth of the Nations, uh, Adam Smith, you know, so what made you to write this book, you know, and how did you do the research for
1: this book? Well, it started out as a memoir. I was writing about the uh, years that I spent in the uh, labor movement, and um, I uh, went through a lot of things that, uh, looking back, uh, they're very important historically. So um, first, I decided I was going to when I was elected president of my union, that I would um, turn it into a real political place. But then we uh, had uh, layoffs of all sorts of people. So uh, all of a sudden, I was just in survival mode. So I had to set aside my political ambitions for that. And then um, after I uh, left office, I decided to run for a political office. And I tried twice and I didn't get much traction there. So the only way I figured I could leave a legacy for the next generations so they wouldn't repeat the same mistakes my generation did was by uh, writing a book. So I, um, I realized that a memoir wasn't enough. I needed to make what I had to tell uh, the next generation relevant. So I studied up in, um, on uh, the uh, gig economy, universal basic income, the impact of technology and, and AI that it would have on jobs and, and yeah, you know, our jobs of the future. So that was uh, my intention there.
0: So, according to you, uh, how is the system rigged due to cat- capitalism? Like, if you can just give us a brief uh, what you have written in your book.
1: Well, I think we have a lot in common with India there because I see that that America has its own caste system and it's really hard to rise above that uh, no matter how ambitious you are. Uh, The the system, the status quo wants to stay the status quo. So everybody in the whole world has to fight that. Um, I saw that uh, there's a difference in the way that uh, the wealthy and powerful um, do everything. They have so little a contact with regular people like us—they uh, live in their own world. They have their own doctors. They have their own places where they go for on um, vacation. All that. The only time we ever really encounter them is as um, we're cooking their meals, or or parking their car, or um, uh, doing things for them as as uh, servants. And so th- they live in such a rarefied atmosphere that uh, they have little in common with us, the 99%. Did I answer your question?
0: Yes. So oh, okay. a w- what I would like to know is how did uh, capitalism push away communism? You know, Or is communism still going to be there in the uh,
1: system? Uh, probably. There are still going to be countries that uh, believe in it or, or think it's going to work. Uh, like China, for instance. Uh, China is not going away anytime soon. They play, they've been around for centuries, much like India. And so you play the long game. You, you realize that you don't to achieve everything that you want right now. You can wait and, and eventually you'll get where you want to be. <clears throat> um, I think that, um, what was the question again? <laughs> How is capitalism going to push uh, communism away? Well, I don't see capitalism as pushing communism away. I see capitalism as having its own problems. And that's why I titled my book, Capitalism Killed the Middle Class, because it has no morals. And and, uh, what bothers me is when uh, corporations um, lay off a whole lot of people yeah. Uh, and they, they it's just numbers to them, but those are people's lives. And I want to get to the point where CEOs uh, agonize over that decision to, to get rid of people. I want uh, a moral capitalism if there is such a thing. And so what I see is uh, that, that comes closest to that ideal is a uh, democratic and socialist movement. <laughs> and I know <clears throat> the countries like Denmark, and. Sweden and Finland have that. They just don't call it that. And uh, if we wanna call it uh, cre- um, carrying capitalism, that's fine with me, but we need to instill those elements that, uh, that make things work. Um, part of the problem with uh, capitalism is uh, these bubbles that happen. For instance, in 2008, we had a housing bubble and people lost their homes all over the country. Uh, Before that, we had the savings and loan bubble. We had uh, a bubble in in, uh, um, tech, a tech bubble. So every 10 to 15 years, we have to come along and bail these uh, stupid people out because they've created a situation that uh, doesn't work. And uh, that's another part of the problem with capitalism is we need uh, something that we need to look out for society first. I've actually... In the book, on chapter four, there's something called the Powell memo. Uh, Lewis Powell was somebody who um, he his claim to fame um, before he wrote this memo was uh, he went before the Supreme Court and told them that cigarettes were not addicting, which we all know is stupid and crazy. Um, but um, a friend of his in the U.S. Chamber of Commerce said, "We need to take back the conversation." This is 1971. We're still in the middle of the Vietnam War. And he he was complaining, this guy from the chamber, that uh, hippies and, and um, Vietnam vets were coming back and saying uh, the, the only reason we're in Vietnam is so that uh, these uh, corporations can make all sorts of money and we're sending back de- dead children basically because of the fact that uh, they want to make more money. So um, they wrote this memo that said, uh, that capitalism was good and business was good. And and, uh, they've had that conversation out there for 40 years now. Uh, Nixon was so impressed because he was under Richard Nixon and Nixon appointed him to the Supreme Court. And then Ronald Reagan made copies of of this uh, Powell manifesto or Powell memo and passed it out to his cabinet. What I want to do is, uh, what I have done is I've taken that memo, 19 pages, and gutted it. Where it said capitalism, I put um, um, so uh, I put um, democratic socialism. Where it said uh, companies, I said people or progressives. And um, a lot of people are, are saying that uh, that's the document that's needed because Powell wrote this perfect way of taking over the conversation. I had a handyman the other day. Tell me that uh, unions were the problems in the United States. And where did you get that? It's an offshoot of the PAL memo because um, they want us to think like corporations rather than realize how, how much they've got their hands in our pockets. I, I went on there for a while, but I uh, hope you got something out of that. That
0: is okay. But what I would like to know uh, is where you said that you have uh, been in politics, you tried to uh, run for the office. So yes. uh, uh, according to your observation, is the government hand in glove with uh, capitalism?
1: In many ways, yes. And that's because of the Pal memo. Uh, uh, Pal memo suggested that corporations create think tanks. And there's one called the American legislative exchange Mm -hmm. council and what that uh, organization does it's composed of all these corporations uh, they create a template for a piece of legislation they would like to see passed and so uh, they'll take that to somebody in uh, let's say California where I am the state legislature they'll say uh, put your name on this bill and get it passed and um, so they'll pass it in California then they'll pass it on to uh nevada or some other state until you have this critical mass of states that are saying that have passed this law and then they'll try to make it a federal law and um it's it's again it's uh something about capitalism that, that uh seems shameful and, and uh without um any kind of moral compass
0: So, since you were the president of the labor union as well, what were your observations like? How does capitalism rig the labor, uh, you know, the labor system as well?
1: Well, in our case, um, what had happened was in 1984, the uh, telephone system, AT&T, was broken up by the courts and turned into seven different companies, and eventually, like uh, that uh, Terminator movie. They all came back together again. But rather than keeping the name um, SBC, which is who eventually won the game of, of uh, bringing things back together, they went with the name of ATT because it was known around the world. And um, it um, was uh, an a, a eye opener for us because we had to suddenly become innovative and, and uh, we were no longer protected like small children. Uh, with with ma bell so um it it created a situation that uh competition we weren't used to competition and we had to suddenly change the way that we looked at things and i feel have a feeling i went off track there with your question no that is fine okay
0: so again yeah uh it was like what is your observation as
1: a uh, president of the labor union yeah yeah, that's, that's what I saw, um, because uh, I wa- when I got elected, I walked into the biggest downsizing of the um, telecommunications industry had ever had, and we dropped a third of our membership. We went from uh, about 1,700 uh, people in my local to about uh, 1,200. meant that everybody had to tighten their belts and and uh, not, not go off after- conferences and things like that. And people hated me for that. They blamed me rather than the company. So I ended up not getting reelected, but um, that's okay. I, I realized what happened. And uh, that again is something about uh, capitalism that uh, drives me crazy. Uh, does the education system
0: play an important role in promotion of capitalism?
1: Yes, it does. As a matter of fact, that's another part of the pal memo. The pal memo said uh, that you uh, that these businesses needed businesses tend to uh, put a lot of money into colleges, and uh, all of a sudden they were told to ask for something in return, which was having some impact on uh, the college agenda. So, um, what they did was they got more uh, um, instructors in there that were more conservative. And uh, that uh, led to um, students being uh, taught more conservative ideals. And uh, so all of a sudden these people, these liberals that were teaching college, there's a guy named Noam Chomsky, you may have heard of, and uh, Howard Zinn and they taught Uh, in colleges uh, these concepts about capitalism not being so good and those kind of people uh, were targeted by the corporations to sort of uh, move them out of the college system so that they could have more of a conversation and uh, the Powell memo has worked so well in so many different ways that that's why I want to steal it for ourselves. Right so
0: does this Powell memo it uh, affect the uh, healthcare system as well? Is it... uh spread his tentacles there as well so since you know there is a lot of thing about insurance and you know all these things life insurance and the common man is always rigged with uh, taxes and living paycheck to paycheck all of this is with the burden with to the middle class belt only and the upper middle class and the upper the luxurious people the elites you can call them they are normally like away from all of these troubles
1: So how does that affect the middle class uh it affects the middle class a lot because all those taxes uh, the poor don't pay taxes because they they don't make enough money to pay taxes and the very rich have found ways um to evade it (laughs) so everything is on our backs and so um uh, that's again uh, what i call the mccrory memo or mccrory manifesto <clears throat> is uh, it will re reapportion things so that uh, since we pay the majority of the taxes, we should get a majority of the benefits. So we uh, that would protect the the working class and the and the middle class because all that money is going to help corporations and uh, subsidize uh, going to other countries. Sorry, I, I know that India is one of them. Uh, and actually, it's, it's helped you uh, uh, with the standard of living, right? Right. A lot. Of, there's a, a burgeoning middle class in India, and that's because uh, so many of the uh, IT jobs and right. and techs went to India.
0: Right.
1: But but as soon as you get a a, a massive uh, middle class, then believe me, they will go on to the the next customer or the next. Uh, a manufacturer where it's cheaper it's a race to the and we're all um as i don't know if you have seen the picture on the front of the book where it's a chalk outlines like a like a murder mystery that's how i wrote it because we're, we're all going to be um uh, uh victims of this of this system if we allow it to continue to proliferate so what we need to do uh, again is to take back the conversation and take back uh, our priorities and, and uh, run the country that way. And I, I understand you have the same problem with Mr. Modi. Um,
0: yes, I mean, uh, but I feel is uh, capitalism is going to grow because corporations normally uh, they control everything from the healthcare to education. You know, Even politics is controlled by capitalists uh so as a politician what would you like to say regarding that you know because even the elections are kind of controlled by capitalists it it always works in their favor what are your thoughts on that
1: well something we have here presidential elections is the electoral college just a few people that the electoral college will make will will be the deciding factor on who becomes president and that's not right because the electoral college is is designed in a way so that uh, uh, someone in Wyoming has as much power as um, a third of California, and, and based on it, it should be based on how many people live in that area. Because in Wyoming, believe me, it's not even close to what a third of California is. So that's part of the problem. The electoral college. Another part of the problem is that um, I think they need longer. Um, longer times in office because a lot of the offices are made so that uh, uh, it's for every two years they get elected for two year cycles and that means that um, as soon as you get in there you need to start raising money again because two years comes up really fast so what they need to do is make it four years or even six years so that uh, we have a chance to see them actually do some work we need to get back to making it about the issues rather than Uh, When I ran for office, it really upset me because the first question that people asked me was, how much money have you raised? They didn't say, Mm -hmm. where do you spend health care? money? That determined whether or not I was a viable candidate. That's another thing we need to do. We need to have publicly financed elections. Um, That's worked somewhat, and I'd like to see more of that. Uh, So there's a lot of things that we can change. I also... uh, submitted uh, and got passed a resolution to the California State Democratic Party that said that uh, there's something called um, um, instant runoff voting because a lot of ex- a lot of money is spent on, on elections and if uh, especially for uh, consultants and things like that if you can have ranking of uh, who you like the best but, uh, a little less a little less and uh, do it that way, you can actually not have to ever have a second election, which is going to cost almost as much as the first. and It'll be settled with one election.
0: Right. So coming uh, to the closing question, uh, what is your final message for the viewers and the listeners? And where can we find your uh, book?
1: Uh, my book is available anywhere in the world. Um, and my final message is that... Uh, there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we do not know about. Um, I've got another a sequel coming up because I was told by a leader, a union leader in, in Geneva, Switzerland, that he said, uh, tell, tell your readers that this book is meant only for Americans. Um, because here in Europe, we do things differently, but everywhere I've gone. Um, so I'm writing, uh, capitalism kills the global edition for that reason. But, um, I, that, I don't necessarily agree with what he said, because everywhere I go, I've been to Italy, Morocco, Thailand, and I carry my book with me always. And they see the, the book and I say, well, that's what's happening here. So there, there's so much universal uh, problems that, that we could tackle together to uh, help working people around the world. Right.
0: So thank you so much for your uh, views over capitalism and uh, thank you for being on my show or rendezvous. Thank you you, Dan so much for giving us your time your valuable time today and have a wonderful Uh, day.
1: uh, Let me give you my email address if anybody has any questions. Sure. writingbiz at yahoo.com W-R-I-T I-N-G B-I-Z at uh, at um, Yahoo.com.
0: Sure. Thank you so much for sharing your you. email ID. So viewers and listeners, if you have any questions regarding the book, uh, regarding uh, uh, capitalism, or any general query, you could just reach out to Dan. Uh, and he will be there to assist you. Thank you so much once again.
1: Thank you. Have a good day. or have a good day. evening.
0: Yeah. <laughs>